the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. Thanks to Bernie Moreno, U.S. Senate candidate. Joined us at 1135. You can find that on the podcast at 989theanswer.com or at theanswerdayton.com. The podcast is uh, broken down into half-hour show increments. It usually goes about 20 minutes once the commercials are removed. And we appreciate you uh, accessing the podcast. Uh, A lot of illegal migrants are accessing the United States border because the Democratic Party wants them to. Uh, They used to brag about this openly. And in fact, after Obama was reelected, they did brag about it openly, that Republicans would never win another election because they were going to get so many Hispanics into the United States that Texas would turn from red to blue and the Democrats in possession of all the electoral muscle that Texas has in tandem with California and New York, well, Republicans could forget ever winning the presidency again. And then Trump won, and they realized, man, if we ever get the White House again, we're going to really have to ratchet up the open border, and we're going to have to start doing anything and everything we can to keep Republicans from having access to the Oval Office, up to and including getting rid of the Electoral College, adding Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C. as states so we could get four more Democratic senators. So they haven't stopped, and now it's uh, racist and misogynistic and something bad to uh, dare suggest that they're doing what they said they were doing. And, of course, if you're going to throw labels at people, one of the uh, tried-and-true labels that Democrats throw at Republicans is that they are racist. And so, in Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City, uh, they have a willing shill for their lie that Republicans are racist and that their objection to a wide-open southern border and all the terrorism threats that that poses for the future, all the fentanyl danger that that poses in the present, all the human trafficking, all the death and hopelessness of people who are enslaved to drug cartels to even be allowed to even attempt to cross the border. Uh, Pay no attention to any of that because there is nothing to see here. So Eric Adams on Monday tweeted that Texas Governor Greg Abbott is, and I quote, once again deciding to play politics with people's lives by resuming the busing of asylum seekers to New York, L.A., Chicago, Denver, and Washington, D.C., Now, Greg Abbott has been busing migrants north for a couple reasons. Number one, why should Texas have to deal with all the illegal migrants since all those cities I just named are proud to advertise themselves as sanctuary cities? Well, if you're a sanctuary city and migrants are going to really be welcome in your city, then, and they, by the way, all want to go to your city. They're all trying to get to your city because it is generally assumed by most migrants that either they know someone in a major city or that work 
is easier to come by in a major city. And so they want to go there. And so all Abbott is doing is asking him, do you want to go? And if they say yes, then he helps facilitate it. As of this past January, Texas had bussed over 9,000 illegal aliens to Washington, D.C., almost 5,000 to New York, 1,500 to Chicago, and a little less than 1,000 to Philadelphia. Now, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, says that it is impossible to ignore the fact that Abbott is now targeting five cities run by black mayors. Put simply, Abbott is using this crisis to hurt black-run cities. Mm. Well, Mayor Adams, I don't really think you need any help, nor do any of your other Democratic mayors, be they black or white. You don't really need any help to ruin the cities, which you steward, because you're doing a good job of that on your own. And you say migrants add to the luster, texture of your city. So we're just, we're just... Building it out. We're building it out from the bottom up and the middle out. You might have heard that before from Washington, D.C., where, by the way, another white male sits with a whole lot more control of border policy than Greg Abbott. It's interesting that the migrants coming into New York City and all these other cities run by black mayors, according to Eric Adams, it's the fault of the Texas governor, not the fault of the American president. What is the difference between Greg Abbott and Joe Biden? You know the difference. The difference is Biden's a Democrat and Abbott is a Republican. Now, what's really interesting is that Greg Abbott's not the only politician in Texas sending migrants to northern cities. The mayor of El Paso is also doing it. His name is Oscar Leeser. Oscar Leeser is Hispanic. And a Democrat. How many people has Oscar Leeser sent to New York City? 10,713. Boy, I wish I remembered that number you gave me, Bruce, about how many people Texas had bussed to New York City. Oh, here it is. 4,900. Hmm. So the Democratic Hispanic mayor of El Paso in Texas has bussed to New York City more than twice as many people as Greg Abbott. But Greg Abbott's a racist, and Oscar Leeser, the Democratic Hispanic mayor of El Paso, gets a total pass from Eric Adams, as does Joe Biden. Do you notice the motivation behind Eric Adams' protest? Yeah, I think you do. I think you do. Uh, Oscar Leeser doesn't just send people. To New York City. He also sends them to Chicago. He sent 3,259 people to Chicago, which by my calculations, if my math teacher, Mr. Turner, was right at West Liberty Salem High School, is more than twice as many as Greg Abbott has sent to Chicago, 1,500. Interesting, is it not? Yeah, it is interesting. Did I miss the tweet from Eric Adams saying that Oscar Leeser is doing whatever he can to harm black-run cities? I don't think I missed that Twitter. I looked at his Twitter. I don't think I saw it. Uh, Greg, uh, uh, Eric Adams also contends, (laughs) he also contends that these illegal aliens are being bussed against their will and that security guards held them hostage on buses when they tried to get off in other cities. Well, no. In order to get on a bus to New York City, Chicago, Philadelphia, or any other northern city, 
migrants have to, quote, sign a voluntary consent waiver in multiple languages and upon boarding, verbally confirm that they want to go and are going freely to where the bus is headed. It's shocking, isn't it? It's shocking that Eric Adams would not be telling the truth about his objections to the migrant crisis. Listen to what he says about the crisis. It is the irresponsibility of the Republican Party in Washington for Mm. refusing to do real immigration reform. And it's the irresponsibility of the White House for not uh, addressing this problem. We should not be burdening the weight of this problem. And so it's not about the people who are sue- who are pursuing the American dream. Whoops. What? They're doing what? You mean they're pursuing the American dream. That would seem to confirm that there is an American dream, that it is attainable. Come on, Eric Adams. You can't confirm what Republicans say is the reason why people are coming to the U.S. Democrats don't like to acknowledge that there's an American dream because... That would confirm that America's a good place. Wait, isn't America a terrible, awful, racist, homophobic, transphobic, Islamophobic, xenophobic place? Except in the minds of illegal immigrants, I guess, because Eric Adams just confirmed that there is such thing as an American dream. He's a black man in America who's risen to become mayor of New York City. Seems to me like he's living the American dream himself. I'm confused. Is America a good place or is America a terrible place? Now, he said that it's the fault of Democrats in Washington who refuse to do immigration reform. Excuse me, the fault of Republicans who refuse to do immigration reform. Well, Republicans can't do anything in Washington unless they have the cooperation of Democrats because Republicans have only the House of Representatives. Right now, we're having a big argument in Washington, D.C. about the debt ceiling. Republicans have passed a debt ceiling. Now it's incumbent upon the Senate, controlled by Democrats, and the White House, controlled by a Democrat, to sign off on what the Republicans have done according to the debt ceiling. So Republicans can't do anything unless Democrats approve of it. So if Republicans did come up with the kind of immigration reform that Republicans would approve, the question is, would Democrats approve of it? Well, what's... What's happened to that parents' bill of rights that Republicans passed? Is that making its way through the Senate? Oh, no, it's not. It's not not gotten a reading in the Senate. Has Joe Biden signed that? No, it hasn't made its way to his desk. Did he promise to sign it if it does make its way to his desk? No, he said he'd veto it. So the only kind of immigration reform that Republicans can do in Washington and have any hope of getting it passed is the kind that Democrats would approve of, which you and I both know. The two views of immigration are dramatically different. And the portrayal, the only thing more different than the views on abort, uh, on immigration among Democrats and Republicans is how the issue is posed, as has been proven by Eric Adams' lies about it. You may remember a few weeks ago I told you the Biden administration has a plan to divert attention away from all of its myriad failings. And one of its plans is to marshal young people to go out and vote 
for Democrats, because Democrats are the party of idealism. Democrats are the party that, uh, you know, hides the ball on truth. They will tell you that you can't be against transgenderism because that's hateful. Uh, You can't be against abortion because that's women's health care. You can't build a wall because that's uh, not going to work, even though they hide behind their gated communities. And you can't and you can't let the Second Amendment stand, even though they're guarded by armed guards everywhere they go. So dumb people fall prey to these arguments. And young people are often idealistic. They want to be kind. They want to be compassionate. And they're the easiest to convince that Democrats are the good guys and Republicans are the bad guys. So part of the Biden reelection plan is to go on to college campuses and convince Gen Z voters that if you don't vote for Democrats, the world's going to end. So they're going to, and they've said they're going to, they've already done it. Like, look, Dylan Mulvaney, the transgender guy in a lady costume, has already been to the White House, already sat down for an interview with Joe Biden. You've got other TikTok influencers at the White House. The White House wants to ban TikTok, but they want to use TikTok, too. So I don't know these two guys, but they're apparently famous and influencers, although one of them has only 142,000 Twitter followers, which I don't find to be a very impressive number at all. Harry Sisson. And, And the other one is Chris Mowry. So... Here they are on Twitter last week talking about Democrats and trying to influence young people to vote for Democrats. What the Republican Party doesn't understand about Gen Z is we don't like you. You claim you want to appeal to Gen Z, but you call us stupid, you say we're dumb, you say we're indoctrinated. I promise it's a losing strategy. And Gen Z is watching the Republican Party extremely closely as they destroy our environment, take rights away from women, do nothing about kids being shot in schools. And if they think they can give the middle finger to our generation and get away with it, they're sorely mistaken. Oh, wow. We they don't like us. Yikes. Well, shortly after this video aired, uh, people noted that these two guys were being paid <laughs> to do this and that their opinions might not be exactly without influence from a little cash on the barrel head, which they said was not true. Uh, they said they were not being paid by the Democratic Party. Uh problem is uh, they both work for a talent agency called Pallet Management. Pallet Management, uh, which is funded by (laughs) the Democratic Party. So they've been mocked ever since they made this video. And uh, they went on a show, which I'm also not familiar with, the Tim Dillon Show. Uh, to talk about their political viewpoints. And uh, here they are, apparently unaware that uh, videotape and audio tape survives. <laughs> but, you know, what, what do you, what, give me the, what, what's the pitch for Joe Biden? Oh, man. I mean, do you want me to go down the list? Go down the list. All right. I won't go into detail on each one, but I think 
generally, his presidency has been incredibly successful in mm. terms like one of the most productive presidents in modern American history, mm. undoubtedly. Mm. American Rescue Plan, the Bipartisan Infrastructure Deal, mm. uh, the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, the PACT Act, the CHIPS Act, the Inflation Reduction Act, rejoining the Paris Climate Accord, rejoining the WHO, historic judicial nominees, first black woman on the Supreme Court, the child Who tax cares? credit. But I mean, about Cap the first insulin, thirty-five Medicare. First black woman on the Supreme Court. What? Like, I'm, I'm, that's good. I mean, but she's also, like, aside from you, that, but and just putting an extremely qualified nominee on the Supreme Court, I mean... Okay, but Don, say that. Say, well, say, I think it's a combination of things. Say, like, a first black woman who's an amazingly qualified, well, yeah, and, you know? And we spoke... And I've just, spoken otherwise, to her we're just checking boxes. It doesn't seem to make sense. Well, I've spoken to her qualifications, but what, like, the point is there is that she is obviously far more qualified than any of the nominees that Trump put on. Obviously. So it's like, do you want How? qualified people, like... Political ideology aside, do you want qualified people or do you just want people who are going to rule? Brett Kavanaugh is qualified. Amy Coney Barrett's qualified. You may disagree with them. Amy Coney Barrett is nowhere near as qualified like a Tanya Brown Jackson. Well, listen, well, well, uh, define qualifications in that sense. Just time served. Like Amy Coney Barrett only had a, a very short amount of time actually serving as a judge, whereas right. Katanji Brown Jackson had far more experience. Um, you know, worked more in the field prior to being a judge. Um, and her opinions were more consistent. Like, Amy Coney Barrett had a lot of, like, inconsistencies. Well, now we're politicizing it. So well, yeah. mm. uh, does he know Elena Kagan had never been a judge before she was named a Supreme Court justice? Uh, these guys are just dopes. Utter dopes. At one point in an outtake, Harry Sisson talks about Democrats and how bad Democrats are and the fact that... Um, they're horrible. Oh, well, I'll allow Harry to tell you himself. To be honest, like, it's it's actually really hard in this space, right? Like, we have, like, 45 seconds to record a video, keep right. people's attention. Mm. And a lot of the people on our side, like, if they start hearing, like, I've actually done it before. I've, I've criticized, like, a Democrats, like, specifically Hakeem Jeffries, and it, it all just went south. Like, I started losing followers. Like, oh. it's bad, right? And I really oh. want to be that person that, like, reaches the other side because Democrats, I mean— they're horrible at their jobs, right? They do a lot of sh- shitty things, although oh. I'll vote for them all the time. Um, but it, it's also hard in the space to criticize That's a them. good – can we clip yeah. that quote? They're horrible right, please at their don't. jobs. Please, they do please, please don't. Please don't. Please don't. Yeah, please don't clip that. I apologize for the profanity there. It was Harry, not me. But Democrats are horrible at their jobs, but I'll vote for them all the time. Please don't clip that. And you wonder, like, why are these guys – Trying to sway people because they're getting paid. It's obvious they're getting paid. And why do you have to pay people to say nice things about you? Because your actions, the results of your policies, your positions do not merit support on their own. The Biden administration knows it's in trouble. But the question is, will Republicans... Unify behind a candidate who can win, not one that strokes your ideological ego, not one that provides you with gotcha moments in debates or lines or gets off a good insult against somebody. Will Republicans unite against someone who can win? Will Republicans unite against unite behind someone who can make the 2024 election about Biden's policies, not about personalities? Because if so, Republicans can win. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.